the Lord gave me a word on August the 3rd or August the 4th. And I've been pondering on this word. And, and if I can just get everybody just to, I want you to hear what your spirit this morning, because this is a word from the Lord. It was a prophetic encounter that I had. And I really believe it's, it's a timely one for the Lord. I'm going to share with you what I saw, and then I'm going to go into the message. <clears throat> but on August the 4th, I saw, I began to see a mighty army established and assembled around the riverbank. There was a sound that was released, and it was heard on the earth. This sound was the decoration of heaven that commanded the armies of heaven to begin its march. I began to see the bride of Christ and the angelic hosts of heaven. They began to get in formation and preparation for this march. The Lord said, the marching has begun. He, and as this march proceeded, it created a rumbling and a vibration in the land. And it was, it was as, if the, as if the earth was responding to the march of the bride. It was responding to the march of the bride. The Lord said, this march is marked with heaven's authority and with heaven's power. There is a wind of heaven in this march. It's a wind of fire that is being produced with every thrust of heaven's army. As I begin to see this army in formation, they begin to move their legs. And as they begin to move their legs, with every thrust of their leg, it went. And with every thrust, there began to sound. A wind was being produced, and this wind was carrying fire. And this fire turned into a declaration, and it was a sound of heaven that was being released. The sound of this march was so powerful that it began to send fear into the enemy's camp. As this mighty army marched forward, they were in perfect unity. It created a song. It was a song of worship. It was a song of victory that was being sung. This is a sound of the declaration, the Lord said, that would be heard throughout the earth and the spirit by those who were tuned to the ear of Holy Spirit. And the Lord took me to Samuel, 2 Samuel 22 and 24. And this is what the Lord said. He says, this was the sound that David heard. It's the same sound he heard. So 2 Samuel twenty two twenty four says, But after a while, the Philistines returned against, again and spread out across the valley of Rephraim. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Do not attack them. Straight on, the Lord replied. He said, Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the popular tree. And then he says, when you hear the sound of the marching feet on the top of the popular trees, 
be on alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. There is a sound of heaven that the Lord is releasing in the march right now. In this vision, as the sound went forth, it created a vibration. Listen, I need you to capture this in your spirit. This is real important. It was a sound that created a vibration that brought forth an awakening and it brought forth the gathering of the harvest as they were marching, as this angelic host and the bride was marching through the land. It created a vibration in the land that the earth had to respond. And as it responded, there was an awakening that came and it, it, it created an awakening and it woke up the harvest and the harvest began to gather. Jesus. The vibration was the earth recognizing the sons of God. This is the Romans 8, 19. <clears throat> for all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. You see, the earth is waiting for the sons and daughters. He's waiting for the sons and daughters to return to the original intention of the way it was from the very beginning. In the very beginning, they walked in the cool of the day with the Lord. They had dominion. We see in Genesis 1, 26, it says, he gave them all dominion. I mean, I, I was talking to uh, 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 my spiritual papa the other day, and I asked him, I said, you know, what was that like? I said, you know, there was every tree, every fruit that you wanted, and he would just, if you wanted a peach, like, give me a peach. I want some grapes today. Give me some grapes. The land responded to the authority of the kingdom as sons because we had dominion over everything. When we, can you imagine when they walked, the flowers would turn? When they walked in the garden, every grass blade would like, look at the sun. Look at the beauty of the one that walks in the cool of the day. All of earth responded. That's powerful, man. That's why it says that, that the earth is groaning. Like the earth is travailing for the revelation to be revealed. What does that mean? It means that the earth is waiting for us, the sons and daughters, to have the revelation of who we are, and like the way it was from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the, the fowl of the earth and the air and over the cattle and over the, all the earth and over every other creeping thing that creepeth and upon the earth. Praise God for that. 
27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God was created him. Male and female, he created them. 28 says, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And then he says, subdue it. And have dominion over it. Over the fish and the sea and over the fowl of the air. Over every living thing and everything that moveth upon the earth. The earth is groaning for us to get that revelation. You see, if we see in Genesis 4, verses 11 through 12, it says this. When Adam and Eve, when they fell, it says that they were, the enemy came and he tested them in their identity. And when he robbed them of their identity, they failed. No longer did they identify as sons and daughters. No longer did they see themselves, but they saw them in their nakedness. They saw them in a different form. They didn't see them the way the Lord saw them. So they identified with the enemy's lie about who they were. And in that moment, when that happened, guess what happened? The earth didn't recognize them anymore. The earth was like, who are you? It, it, it like, like, what happened? Genesis 4, 11, it says, Now you are cursed, and you are banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield the good crops to you. No matter how hard you work, from now on, you will wander homeless on earth. But when we walk in the kingdom identity through the finished work of the cross, and we know our identity as sons and daughters, as ambassadors of the kingdom, listen, we walk. This is the vibration of the march. Boom, you walk. The march is coming. We're walking, and the earth begins to vibrate. And the earth is, that's right, it begins to respond. Because the earth says, what's happening? I know that person. I know who that is. I felt this before. I felt what it was like in the garden. This looks like it was back then. And it says that the earth is grumbling and travailing for the revelation of who the sons and daughters are. That means the earth will begin to move and shake. And that's what, oh, come on, you got to get this. That's the vibration that's coming. (laughs) It recognizes where you're from. You're walking, it's like, oh, that's a sun. And all of a sudden the flower goes, look at the sun. I haven't seen you since the garden. (laughs) Come on. I haven't seen. Oh, I've been waiting for you. The earth has been, I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Oh, y'all ain't getting it. Jesus. The earth begins to rumble and respond. It's the glory of the Lord. So I begin to ask the Lord. I said, Lord, what is this all about? And this is what he said to me. He says, 
This is a glimpse of the Joel 2 army. And he said, get ready. Get ready. The Lord reminded me immediately. I was like, Lord, I, I remember reading, you know. But he reminded me about the prophetic word that was released over 35 years, maybe even 40 years ago. And there's been many words by Prophet Bob Jones and Paul Cain and Mike Bickle and, and John, uh, John Deere, I believe, and all the different prophets, they've released words. So about 35 years or so, maybe, Paul Cain, a mighty man of the Lord who went to be with the Lord and a dear friend of ours, 35 years ago, so he wrote about the prophetic encounter that he had with the Lord. And I want to read that to you because the Lord says this is a glimpse of where we're at today. And I need you to hear this with your spirit. Paul wrote, in this vision of the last days when sports stadiums all over the United States are filled with thousands of people. In this vision, people are being healed and miracles are happening to the thousands in Jesus' name. People are turning from the Lord in droves, and the whole nation is in revival. And it seemed that the whole earth was turning to Christ. The whole earth was turning to Christ. Wow. And then he, said, he went on to say, television news reporters are broadcasting stories. Can you imagine you turn on your TV, got fake news, whatever you'll call it. Real, this is the real news, right? Ohio, revival broke out. 15 people resurrected from the dead. Indiana, miracles, people are coming out of their graves. Detroit, Chicago, all over the nation. Pocket to fire that God is breaking forth. He says, television news reporters are broadcasting stories of resurrection and miracle healings. None of the secular reporters could even get near to the men on the platform because they did not know who the men were. That's a faceless generation. That's the remnant bride. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Paul described him as almost a faceless man. He hears in this encounter the TV anchorman saying, there are no sporting events to report tonight. <laughs> because all the stadiums and the ballparks and the arenas are being filled because revival is hitting the land. These arenas are filled with people crying and saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Come on, man. In this vision, Paul saw men ministers. He saw men minister 
for three days and three nights without food or water or change of clothing. Supernatural strength enabled them to continue for these long periods. In this vision, Paul is standing at the crossroads of life, and he sees a billboard that says, Joel's army is now in training. People are being trained to walk in obedience to Jesus. They have learned patience and endurance, have the power of God, and having done all, they know how to stand against the enemy. They will have the mind of Christ, Paul said. They will partake of the heavenly calling and be a new breed. They are God's dread champions. Those ministries will be filled with such passion for Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that the host of darkness will dread their impact. Paul said in the midst of the Laodicean church age, lethargy and apathy, that God was preparing in hiddenness an army to pull down the enemy's strongholds and to go forth in power of God and have pure, undefiled religion. This encounter that I had with the Lord, the Lord said, this is a glimpse of the Joel two army that they were assembling by the riverbanks and they're in perfect unity and they're in formation for the march. Listen to what I'm saying. Let's turn our Bibles. Let's turn to Joel 2. God, you're so good. You see in Joel 1, the people were, they were lamenting. There was all kinds of stuff that happened. (coughs) Excuse me. Famine, the, the locusts had come. The plagues had come, destroyed the harvest, destroyed the, everything that they had. They lost everything. <clears throat> then we see in Joel 2, I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm of the holy mountain. <clears throat> Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It's a day of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. And I love this part. Suddenly, like a dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been seen before or will ever be seen again. The fire burns in the front of them, and the flames follow after them. Ahead of them are land lies, the beautiful Garden of Eden. And behind them, nothing but desolation Not one thing escapes. They are like horses. They charge toward, they charge forward like war horses. 
Look at them as they leap along the mountaintops. Listen to the noise they make. The noise, wow, come on. The sound, right? Like the rumbling of the chariots. Like the roar of the fire sweeping across the field of stubble. Or like a mighty army moving into battle. Wow. The fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. The attackers march like warriors. And the scales of city like soldiers. Straight forward they march. Never breaking rank. Never breaking rank. They never jostle each other. Each moves in exactly the right position. They break through the defense without missing a step. They swarm over cities and they run along its walls. And they enter all the houses climbing like these through windows. The earth quakes as they advance. Come on. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? <laughs> the earth quakes as they advance. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark and the stars no longer shine. The Lord is at the head of the column and he leads them with a shout, with the sound. This is the mighty army and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is awesome. <laughs> Terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? And then we see here, there's a call to repentance of verse 12. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there's time. Give me your hearts. Come fasting and weeping and mourning. Don't fear your clothing and your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and he is compassion. He is slow to anger and filled you with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish he knows perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of a curse. Perhaps you'll be able to go offer grain and wine to the Lord as God before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem and announce time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, even their babies, and call the bridegroom to his quarters. Verse 17, let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room and the temple and the altar. Let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. Don't let special possessions come between the objects of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, God of Israel has left them. And then we see the restoration. Verse 18, then the Lord will pity his people and jealousy guard the honor of his land. And the Lord will reply, look, I am sending you grain and new wine. <laughs> the olive oil, even enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. I will drive away those armies from the north. I will send them into a parched wasteland. Those in front will be driven to the Dead Sea and those in the rear to the Mediterranean. The stench from the rotten bodies will rise over the land. Surely the Lord has done a great thing. And then verse 21, come on. 
Don't be afraid, O land, but now rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field, for the wilderness and the pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruit. The fig trees and the grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, O people of Jerusalem. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rain he sends will demonstrate his faithfulness. Once more the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grains, and the presses will overflow with the new wine of the olive oil. 25, the Lord says, I will give you back what you have lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, and the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent the great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want. You will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. And never will my people be disgraced. See, Bob Jones, Paul Kane, and you guys continue to read that. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. Bob Jones, Paul Kane, Rick Joyner, Mike Bickle, they have all talked about this army rising. A modern-day resurgence of the prophetic was understanding. It could be traced back, we see back in the 1940s and the 50s, when we saw the Voice of Healing movement with William Branham and all these generals. Men like Jack Coe, William Branham, saw the entire church rising up to operate in healings, the prophetic, the fullness of the gifts, and the workings of the Holy Spirit. And every one of them said about the Joel 2 army coming. That word that I shared, it's, it's, we're, 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 we're starting to see that. Joel 2.2. 2, Verse 2 3 says, Like the dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was the old nor ever will be in the ages to come. Joel 2 11, the Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond the number of the mighty of those who obey his command. So, what does that generation look like, right? What does it look like? This will be a company of people who will blow the boxes of church as usual. We just come in to do a church service. No. We come in here and we're on our face to the ground. As Aaron Evans recently said, God is going to take the book of Exodus and the book of Acts and he's going to supersize them. <laughs> Much can be said about the army of God. Much like it will be written. <laughs> and we've already seen the first fruits of the rankings of what God's doing. This generation, this company will be people who will be more intimate with the Lord. They will display more of his manifest power than any other generation. That's you and I. 
They will possess the spirit of might like Samson or like David's mighty men. Come on. Come on, people. There will be miracles like never before, like nothing we've seen. The miracles and the healings and the glory will become the commonplace. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Healings will become so readily available for the church that people will just walk into the doors of assembly and they'll instantly be healed. They walk in with cancer, tumors, and they they just. Can you imagine what that's going to look like? We're going to see it now. It's happening. The Lord said, there's a sound of the army that's marching. He said, the marching has begun. This will be a generation Listen, oh, Jesus, this will be a generation of the sons of golden oil. The two lampstands with the two olive trees in Zechariah 4. I'm going to read this to you because it's important. Zechariah 4. Then the angel who had been talking to me returned and woke me up, though I had been asleep. What do you see now, he asked. I answered, I see a gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl there are seven lamps, each having seven spouts with wicks. And I see two olive trees on each side of the bowl. Then I asked the angel, what are these, my Lord? What do they mean? Verse 5, don't you know, the angel asked. No, my Lord, I replied. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It's not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. Nothing, not even the mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone in the temple place, the people will shout, oh, Jesus. May God bless it. May God bless it. In verse 8, then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple. And he said, he will complete it. Then you will know the Lord of heaven's army has sent me. Do not despise small beginnings. Come on, listen. Don't despise small beginnings. Right? But, Lord, I only got this. What do you mean you want me to go into ministry? Don't despise. What you see is small, God sees huge and massive. He says, don't despise small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work being done, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord. That searches all around the world. Then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on each side of the lampstand? Verse 12, 
And what are the two olive branches that pour out the golden oil through the two gold tubes? Don't you know, he asked. No, my Lord, I replied. (laughs) Then he said to me, they represent the two anointed ones who will stand in the court of the Lord of all of earth. You see, this army will be those who are constantly in the flow of the oil and the anointing. The anointing of the lampstand represents the continual walk and the fullness of the sevenfold of the spirits of God. So then the next question we ask is, when does this happen? Well, here's your answer. God's waiting on you. He's waiting on us. God is waiting on us. God is waiting on you and I to become who we already are. To manifest the fullness of the Godhead that already dwells within sight of us. How many of y'all believe that? Say, inside of me. Say that again. Huh. Inside of me. Whoo. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm getting drunk in glory of fearful. I don't know about y'all. Holy Ghost. Romans 8:19 says this. Tell us that all of creation also waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed to manifest who they already are. Nature itself is the very elements of earth or the longing to be brought into the divine alignment even as God set Adam over the earth as a shadow of Christ over creation. The authority of the kingdom of heaven longs to be released upon earth. The earth is crying out to, for heaven. Like... Can you imagine if, if, like, it encountered, earth encountered the Father. I'm sorry, I'm just, the earth is crying out. Where are you, God? Where are the sons? I'm here, God. Right, we're here, right? We're here. We're all in Holiday City right now. <laughs> Come on, I love that. But it says that that the earth is crying out for heaven. Could it be that the linchpin, the critical link in the chain, is you and I? Come on, I believe that. We are in the time where God is pouring out. I don't say the word revival as in a meeting. I don't, I don't, I don't, meetings are great. But I'm talking, we are in a moment where we are seeing revival, real, true revival. Revival is here. It's not just on a, a four-day plan that you have coming up. Those are good, and they're, they're nice. 
hey, we're, we're having revival next week. Come. Those are good. Don't get me wrong. But revival should be every day. Everywhere we go. Revival is us. Why? Because Jesus is revival. It's the refreshing. You know that you can have as much God as you want. How much do we want? We can operate in the level of holiness and hunger and humility and power that you want. If you're only operating at a certain level, because that's all you want. I'm not saying that's what the Lord is saying, because it's available to us. Heaven is fully open, and it's at our disposal. But we must position ourselves to step into the heavenly realms. But we make it difficult for ourselves, guys. Our mind puts limitations. How can we say we want to walk in the glory when all the time in our mind we're so busy saying how how broke we are or how sick I am, right? We believe in more in the sickness than we do in the virtue of God. We make it difficult. Every born, every veil is torn that separated us from the Lord. There is no enmity. God is awakening his bride from a slumber. We have fallen asleep, and the harvest is at risk. We'll get Peter to come on up here, Pops. See, in this march, the Lord said that every sound of the march was bringing an awakening to the bride. And the vibration was causing the harvest to gather. There are no excuses for us falling asleep during the harvest time. Proverbs 10, verse 5 says this. He who gathers crops in the summer will be wise, will be a wise son. But he who sleeps during the harvest is a disgraceful son. The Lord's bringing an awakening to the sleepy ones. That's the resurrection. That's the valley of the dry bones. Prophesy to the bones. Bones, come alive, come alive right? Awake, awake, oh sleeper. And I heard the Lord this morning, he said, tell them there's no excuse. There's no excuse for us not being able to operate beyond our natural capabilities. There's no excuse for us not to be able to operate in the supernatural. Lack of faith is not an excuse. Because we can always ask the Lord for more faith. 
apathy and lack of desire is not an excuse. Because we can always ask the Father to rekindle the flames of our intimacy. The Lord said, it is awakening time, and it's time for action. He has put us in the midst of the time and place to be the salt and the light. Because if the salt loses its saltiness, it is worthless. Many of us are not seeing revival around us because we have no personal revival in us. Every day should be revival time for you and I. He expects us to extend our own staff of delegated authority like Moses did. God wants us to stop whining for him and he wants us to do something. Instead, stretch forth your own rod <laughs> and split the Red Seas that are before you. This morning, I believe the Lord is saying, get ready. Because there's a sound that is being released that is finely tuned to the Holy Spirit. Can we stand tonight, this morning? So this morning, what I want us to do, oh, Holy Spirit, we're going to get ready for the march. I believe the Lord is wanting to do an activation with us this morning. Because in this encounter, this vision, I began to see the bride partner with the angelic host. And what they did is they stepped forward and they began to position himself in perfect unity. So I see the bride in here today. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know what we're going to do right now. But I believe we're going to do a prophetic act this morning. And we're going to step forward and we're going to position ourselves. So can we come up here? If you want, if you're, a, listen, wait, let me just say this. If you're a part of this Joel 2 army, come up and position yourself. Come on, Jesus. Sons and daughters, position yourself. Come on. Right there where you're at, just begin to just begin to praise the Lord. Just begin to pray. Begin to see. If you pray in the spirit, pray. This is you positioning yourself this morning. Come on. 
Oh, we position ourselves this morning, God. Oh, for the sound, God. The sound of heaven. The sound of the march, Lord. Oh, let the sound begin. Awaken our hearts. You've called us for a time as this, Lord. Awaken our hearts. Awaken our spirits here. Awaken our hearts. Awaken our spirits here. Oh, we look to you, Father. We look to you, Father. We look to you, Father. We Come take on. our position, Father. Come on, here we go. Here we go. We look to you, Father. Here we go. Come on. We look to you, Father. Oh. We look to you, Father. We look to you, Father. We look to you, Father. To you, Father, awaken our hearts, awaken our spirits, awaken it up, awaken up, awaken up, awaken up, awaken up, awaken up. Can you hear his sound? Can you hear his voice? Awaken up. Waking up, waking up, waking up, waking up, waking up. Holy Spirit. Come on, stay right there. 